I just hate stupid people. <laughs> they should have to wear signs and just say, I'm stupid. That way you wouldn't rely on them, would you? You wouldn't ask me anything. Be like, excuse me. Oh, never mind. I didn't see your sign. It's like for my wife and I moved from Texas to California. Our house is full of boxes. There's a U-Haul truck in our driveway. My friend comes over and goes, hey, you moving? Nope. We just pack our stuff up once or twice a week. Just see how many boxes it takes. Here's your sign. Why can't they get the picture? Why don't they understand? We're not dealing with the planet of eggs. We're talking about the modern man. So you people with the mitsy bitsy teensy witsy tiny minds. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, uh, but we're not striving to be professional critics or tastemakers or make objective value judgments. Just a couple of idiots who uh, want to put new music in front of you, encourage you to interact with it. Even if we don't like something, uh, please support the stuff that you do enjoy. Go buy physical releases, go see bands when you can. Uh, the format of the show is equally simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some, some dice and get through between uh, five and seven randomly selected releases in our list, and that's really all there is to it. I'm just going to, there's a couple things up top. First of all, uh, my brain is fried because I've been looking at a phone screen all day because I, I ended up, I, I woke up this morning and I had the bright idea to get rid of some old shirts that I had. And then I got on my Marie Kondo shit and I decided to get rid of a lot more old shirts than I had initially intended to. And so I ended up taking pictures of and then like editing, I think it ended up being like 35 or 36 different shirts and then listing them on various sales platforms and stuff, which ate up my whole day. See, here's the thing. And I had to measure them all. Yeah. As you're describing that, uh -huh. it doesn't sound that bad to me. But it is. I it, don't know how like 35 shirts, uh -huh. 35 pictures. Yeah, but it's not, it's actually not 35 pictures. It's because I, I am taking a picture of the shirt from far away, a close up graphic of a picture of the graphic, usually a back, back print as well, and a picture of the tag. Then I got to measure the shirts pit to pit and, and top to bottom. So, because oftentimes tagged, tagged uh, measurements, like a, a measurements differ from the tag, especially when they're old. And so people want exact measurements of their shirts. Then I got to go in and edit and remove the background from all of those pictures and put in new backgrounds so they look professional and slick. And then I got to post them all. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, uh, and plus I'm laying them flat on the ground and taking pictures of them. So I'm like scooping up shirts, putting them away, getting another shirt. It's, um, I would encourage you to try and do that for a day and just see how, how, quickly your brain and then I have to write descriptions for all of these too like descriptive uh, copywriting for all of them to tell people about the shirts and what they are and what sure. the hair is look at the picture yeah, well, see this is why this is this is why I do this job and you don't do that job <laughs> shirt right. you can see the picture what, right. what else do you need to see? what what do I need to tell you people re people require a lot more information than that typically feels great it <laughs> feels great on feels great looks even better on than it does in the pictures yeah uh, so my brain's a little bit mush I don't I, I've been looking at a phone screen for hours and hours today I didn't get done the other stuff that I wanted to get done today so then also I got a bit of a, a, a mea culpa. I did say hill. 
I know you did. Yeah, I did say hill <laughs> and not kill. And for a split second when I was editing last week's episode, I thought about editing it to make it sound like I said kill, to make you seem like a fucking lunatic and a dickhead. But I was like, I felt honor bound to respect the truth. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so so I said hill. Somebody, as soon as the episode dropped, like posted in the Facebook group and was like, uh, hill, He's. they were like, I'm a hill truther. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I said hill. It is what it is. Um, There was, there were a few, there were, I I had a few verbal missteps in that episode for sure. My mental acuity was maybe not what I I predicted it would be going into the episode. The only other thought that I have this week is that like, I was listening to this band that just put out a release that a lot of people are enjoying quite a lot. It's from Richmond, Virginia. Um, it's a band called Killing Pace and it's just like, I think it's like a five song EP. It rules. It's like knuckle, knuckle dragging shit. That is uh, a pretty happy middle ground between like heavy knuckle dragging hardcore with some death metal and thrash influences. But it does a thing that oftentimes, uh, other people do. And I don't really like, and I was thinking about that phenomenon and it's something that we come up against often on this show. Sometimes it's not even like a qualitative issue. It's not even an issue of quality. It's just like an issue of, uh, of hard to verbalize and articulate sort of, um, like undetectable little nuances that like, why do I like this more than this, which is basically doing the same thing. And I think I've come to the conclusion that like the best analogy I can come up with is like how some people look good in a certain outfit and another person looks like a total dipshit in the same outfit, right? It's like, like Bjork can come out rocking some insane shit. And because she's Bjork and she has a certain finesse and je ne sais quoi, she can wear the swan dress. And everyone's like, the swan dress is pretty cool. Bjork is pretty cool. But if I just saw some bitch on the street wearing the swan dress, I would look twice. I would have a different opinion about it in that context. I think if you saw Bjork wearing swan dress in the streets Uh after, you know, yeah, you know, I'd be like, oh yeah, look, it's Bjork. Sure. You'd be like, that does actually look pretty stupid in real life. <laughs> you know? Maybe. I think, because, you know, you what superhero costume. Sure, yeah. And that Thor costume looks fucking badass. Right, yeah, but as soon as you bring it into, like, a real-world setting. Looks shitty. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. There's all sorts of, you could substitute anything in. There's just certain things that certain people can do, and other people can't do the same thing to the same, with the same effect. And I think it's the that's the only way I can sum it up with bands. I'm often left uh, unable to articulate <laughs> effectively or adequately why I like a certain thing on this show more than another thing that does something quite similar. So that's that's the best analogy I could come up with. Well, I mean, yeah, there are, and uh, it's all it's all in. When did you hear it? Sure. Yeah. Right. Do you know anybody in the band? Right. Have you seen the band live? Yeah. Do you have any sort of personal connection to the band? There's that, yeah. Any sort of sentimental connection to the band? Sure. Or any of the band's members? Right. Um, what else? Even like we've talked before, like, are there stupid little idiosyncrasies? Right, sure. Right? Yes. About the band, whether it's, you know, I think we talked about, um, there was a band, we talked about how, like, using the word neath. Sure. Right? <laughs> yes. In, in the title of a song, right? Yeah, for sure. Apostrophe neat. Yes. Right. right? Yeah. Wind, wind you over. Right. Yes. Right. So, yeah, it is It is just, um, uh, I guess, personally, idios- per- person- a personal idiosyncrasy a lot of times. Yes. It's based on a lot of different data. 
And I also think there there is something to be said, which is more what I'm getting at, because there is all of the, those sort of factors playing into the equation. But also, I think there's something to be said for the fact that sometimes uh, a band's like just got it and another band doing the same thing just doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I I run into that frequently with like early, like first wave American hardcore stuff. The difference between the stuff that is classic and the stuff that is also ran is often qualitatively so minor, mm -hmm. but it's, it's evident when listening to the two things side by side that one of those bands just got it and the other band just didn't. You There's know an I mean? intangible char charisma there. Yes, an intangible charisma. I think that's the most succinct way to sum that up. So that's the only other thought I had uh, for the top of the show this week. You got anything? No, not really. I did a week of catching snakes and looking around for yeah. rare snakes. Found one. That Pretty was cool. nice. Hell yeah. Um, a lot of driving this week for work. Sure. But, um, you know, I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's almost literally all I do most of the time. Yeah. I was uh, pretty fired up last last week about that, generally speaking, because I hadn't had like a clean day off yeah. in like, oh, like three and a half weeks or something like that, where I just yeah, had like rough. this past weekend, um, <clears throat> today was my first like totally clean day off in like three and a half weeks. Sure. So that was kind of nice. Um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on that pretty hard uh, this week and maybe take a five-day weekend next week. That's good. I like I like that idea. We're on the Memorial Day, you know? Yeah, that's a good idea. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like that's all I've been doing lately is uh, fucking working. And, again, taking pictures of fucking shirts. Yes. No big deal. Uh -huh. Right? doesn't seem like work. Sure. Right? Walking around looking for snakes. Yeah. doesn't really seem like work. Right. It can be. It can be, for sure. It, it, it depends on the magnitude of the job in front of you. It depends on other factors, what you're balancing it out with, how long you got to do it, all of these things. Um, yeah, for sure. Walking around looking for snakes definitely could be work. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. So the only other thing uh, before we jump into the queue that I wanted to say is that somebody did send us the new Warthog. I just wanted to give that an honorable mention up top because I imagine – Anybody in our listenership that wants to hear the new Warthog has probably already heard it. And I think in the spirit of this show, uh, despite the fact that a few people have submitted it, I've heard it, you've heard it, I pre-ordered it, you pre-ordered it, yep. everybody that we know that buys records pre-ordered it. I imagine a, a huge portion of our listenership has pre-ordered pre it. Um, Warthog is really, really good, I would say. Honestly, one of the best bands in their lane of the last decade, easily as such. I don't know that we need to give them any more airtime than they've already gotten on various different channels, but I will at the very least, because a few people sent it over our way, say, yes, Warthog is really, really fucking good. If you haven't listened to the new EP yet, go do so. It fucking rules, but most of you probably already know that. So Yeah. Um, and a band with um, sort of a, well, certainly a charisma, but like... yeah. Uh, an established sort of, um, I guess, uh, uh, aesthetic and lore surrounding them as well. Yeah, and they got their <clears throat> having a mascot helps too. Having a mascot is really helps if you can land the mascot. Yes. Now, I will say that depending on how the mascot is uh, depicted, yeah, sometimes it looks pretty stupid. Sure, <laughs> yes, right, but it's nonetheless unmistakably their own. But it's unmistakably their own. Yes, and um, so you know. Yeah, having that having that good logo, right? Yeah. Having that 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 through line helps a lot. Sure. You also have to be good. 
Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you if you have a mascot and like a good aesthetic presentation, but you still suck, it's the the former is not going to rescue the the weak points of the latter. Right. Um, so for the actual cue this week, then let's uh, let's jump into it. So first up, we have got mustard with uh, farsi del farsi del male farsi del. I'm, I'm going to assume it's not farsi del farsi del male. Uh, this is a band from Rome, Italy. This was sent in by Derek. Don't know anything about it. Looks stupid uh, in a good way. I like I like the look of this this stuff. Then we have got uh, Yotzaret Shadim, uh, probably not how that's pronounced, with uh, uh, Avraham. Uh, this is based out of Pittsburgh. Um, look, looks looks like it's on some some uh, some Jewish shit, probably. Yeah, that's I mean that's Hebrew there. So. Yeah, I, I would assume so. So this was sent in uh, by our buddy John. Then we have got Dare to Forgive with Never Good Enough. This was sent Ooh, in I by Brody. On that. On Dare to for, Dare to Forgive. No, on this. Uh, the Yotzaret Shadim. Yotzaret Shadim. Yeah, yeah. I hope we land on that. Uh, were you you doing a little reading about? It? Just looking. Just looking. Okay. Well, I'll mention it if it comes up. All right, fair enough. Um, so yeah, then we've got Dare to Forgive with Never Good Enough. This was sent in by Brody. Uh, then we have got Laser Boogie Suicide with Jet Set Suicide. This is a band out of uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. I think we have, we have had them we've on the had show. This band on how how can we not, for, how could we forget that name? Yeah, so this was sent in by Textbook, who is in this band. He uh, he does like the drum programming and production and stuff. Um, I've actually I've heard this because I may be writing a bio for them at some point. Um, if we land on it, we'll talk about it more. Then we have got, uh, well, we won't talk about that more. We'll just talk about the band more. I don't have anything else to say about Hopefully it. Hopefully it won't goof up your bio. Your bio. No, it won't goof up. No, the textbook listens to this show. He knows what's up. Okay. Uh, he knows I just lie about bands for a living. Okay. okay. <laughs> so then we've got uh, Puffer with their demo. This is a release on Roachleg Records. It was sent in by, uh, by Sam. Then we have got Repentless with Maggots. This is a band out of Indianapolis. It was sent in by Ty. So actually, I, I just saw um, our buddy Kyle post about this band recently, I believe. They're like young young kids, and I think Obscene, his band, played with Repentless the other day mm. and said they were sick. They're like high school-ish aged kids uh, doing, some, doing some, some cool metal stuff, I guess. Then we have... B-U-B-D, I believe is the name of the band, with their demos. This was sent in by Lexi, uh, who we've shouted out on the show recently. Um, Lexi simply accompanied her email with, uh, well, here's something. So I don't know what that means. Maybe it means it's sick. Maybe it means it's insane. Maybe it's both. Then we have got Aftermath with their self-titled release. This is uh, appears to be a grindcore band from Phoenix, Arizona. It was sent in by Josh. Then we have got Mongrel with their Off the Leash demo. This is a band out of San Diego, California. It was sent in by uh, AJ, who says that uh, it's basically knuckle-dragging shit, but the second song uh, reminded him of uh, Malevolent Creation, hopefully without the racism. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would rather I would rather hear the songs that don't sound like Malevolent Creation. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a three-song demo, and one yeah. of them sounds like Malevolent Creation. Yeah. For, well, I would imagine it, if there's... If there's only three songs on here, there's probably a little bit of that through each song, I would imagine. I have to, right? Yeah. So then last up, we have got X Pollutants with their self-titled EP, uh, debut EP. This was sent in by Nick, who plays in the band. Um, he did he did describe this as stoned out, which I hope just means that there's stoner rock influences and is not the same as a smoked out vibe. Yeah, yeah, a little stoned out, but not smoked. But out. not smoked out, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're not blinding us with the purple haze. Uh, so let's roll the dice. See what's up first for tonight. Right. Two. 
Look at that. Oh, wow. Okay. Right off the bat yeah, here. So we've got uh, Yotzaret Shadim. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that particularly well. Uh, you know, Yiddish is not my, uh, it's not my forte. It's uh, not even my language. It's not, it's not my language at all. Uh, the release is called a a Abraham. I, 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 I imagine that's probably maybe the original Hebrew for Abraham. Um, I don't know anything about this whatsoever. I just know that it's based out of Pittsburgh and it was sent in by John. I think he had something to say about it, but like, I, I don't remember what he said. The songs are long though. That's for sure. Um, they've got the, the lyrics are in, oh, the lyrics to, to the first, the song that there's a video for, uh -huh. um, are just in Hebrew. Okay. Like five letters. Okay. Word. I don't know if we want to listen to that one. It's the one that's queued up to play, and they have a video, and they have for, a video it. for it. So I it know. seems like they're they're really trying to push that track on you. So I think we should go with that one, and we can see what they've got going on visually to accompany it. So we're gonna listen to the song "Stepping Up to the Altar" by a band whose name I'm sure I've already butchered enough times for one night.
All right, we just heard Stepping Up to the Altar by uh, Yotzaret Shadim off of Abraham. I'm sorry for what is certainly uh, my absolute butchering of pronunciation here. That was cool. I, I actually liked that quite a bit. Yeah, I had a feeling. I didn't know. I didn't. I purposely didn't scroll down to see what the tags were in this because sure, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to come into this blind, you know? Yeah. Um, it was not what I was expecting. Not at all, no. But when it when when I heard it, things started to click. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what really started to click was there was a limited edition copper lathe cut version of this. Okay, copper lathe cut. That's that's pretty sick. I like that. Yes, a five inch diameter, twenty gauge disc of copper with one side acid etched with the song title. Okay, and a short prayer. The other side has been lathe cut with the song "Spell of Warning Against the Military." as well as a direct-to-copper analog prayer of protection. Okay. The record is housed in a black-and-white paper sleeve and can be played on any standard record player at 45 R RPM, limited to three. Yeah, that's sick. That So we've said it before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I definitely like to listen to noise sometimes sure. and just sort of zone out, especially yeah. if I'm just sort of it's doing a task that is almost meditative. Yeah, of course. Um, I think... Noise is to the greatest effect when it is a complete vision. Sure. Um, not just dinking around on some fucking pedals and not just dinking around on a fucking mixer or something, but you yeah. have a total vision. Yeah, agreed. Right? And I think that this, it's safe to say that this has a complete, like a total, quote unquote, artistic vision. Yes. Um, I bet a lot of people fucking hate this. Probably, yeah. Um, but the thing that, the thing that really allowed, well, obviously it's why it's in there, but... You know, a lot of times with noise tracks too, especially if it's just harsh noise or something, you just kind of find that that wave in there that you right. find is like the you know the groove that you sort of lock into. Yeah. And this lay, you know, this pretty much establishes that with the fucking beats and everything. Yep. Which I thought were a real nice accent. I thought some of those really loud, like almost like blasting horn sort mm -hmm. of effects in the end were really good. Yep. Um, it was really good with the video. Yeah, I really like this. Um, I would have bought one of those fucking lathe ca copper records just because yeah. it's so fucking cool. Sure. Um, I would have never listened to it because no, I, I, I don't. I don't trust. I mean, no, <laughs> no I don't. Way. I don't trust my fucking needle, right? No, of course not. My no. stylus on that, but um, they look really cool. They yep. look really fucking gnarly. Yes. Um, yeah, that would have been really cool. Um, I like this. Yeah, it was good, man. I, I mean, I'm kind of a noise poser in that, like, I, I really don't dabble with it too much outside of kind of obvious stuff. Uh, sure. Kind of progenitors of the genre and stuff that gets really gnarly, like White House and stuff like that. Um, but so the fact that this was a little bit more musical than typical harsh noise, like, reveals my poserdom on this front because that immediately allowed me something to sink my teeth into and, and like, latch onto from Jump. This sounded like music I would really like to be playing Quake to. You know what I'm saying? Well, even the video, I couldn't tell for sure because the video is so distorted and blurred, but it looked like there was fucking like... It looked like Doom or some Wolfenstein Doom or, or something. Some, some sort of yeah. footage in there, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also got to say, as far as the presentation, the kind of mission statement, everything, I'll read what this person said about this. Um, so Abraham is my Hebrew dead name assigned to me by my family and congregation. The cover text translates to my name is my own. God does not speak it. I am not the, I am not the name Abraham. This is an album about growing up trans and Jewish, an album about names, an album about prayers and promises, an album about casting aside old traditions and forging new ones, an album about reclaiming faith, an album written and recorded by Alex III in the winter of 2020. 
2021. So I don't know if that's the third. It might be ill. It might be ill. Alex ill. It's hard to say because three <laughs> all capital I and two lowercase L's looks the same as three uppercase I's next to each other typed out. So uh, so sorry to Alex. I don't know what that is supposed to be. But so here's something about this that that strikes me as well is that if you're going to do religion in the context of extreme music of any sort, I think one of the things that always sticks in my craw about like Christian hardcore or even like Krishna core or anything is that it's not, you can make those things cool. You can pick out the cool parts of those mythologies and stress those and present them in a way that, that has the potential to uh, at least feel artistically engaging. I think the idea of making this a whole package thing where you're like etching a prayer of protection against the military into your lathe cut copper record is sick. If you're going to do like spiritualism in music, make it fucking weird and esoteric and whole package. You know what I mean? Get fucking weird with it. Uh, Lean into it. This feels very esoteric on every level. It's like... It's cool. It, it's it's like the idea of like this entire process being a uh, a ritual unto itself, right? Sure. It's it, that I think is part of the unifying artistic vision. Here. Yeah, I would agree with that. I kind of I kind of scrunched up my face when you mentioned like you know Christianity sure. and Krishna. You know, you can make those cool. Like, uh, you got to get weird with it. Yes, exactly. And you know, you got to get weird with it, make it extremely personal. Yes, exactly. And yeah, ritualistic, right? Right. I think at, at that point then, but if you're just going to get up and fucking... No, that sucks. Glory, glory, glory to That's Jesus. what I'm saying. That's not cool at all. No. And that's the... that's Hang yourself on a fucking cross. <laughs> Go meet your God. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But if you take an esoteric approach to it, a highly personal approach to it, and you stress the parts of religion and ritual that are inherently odd and fucking bizarre, I mean, I would love to see somebody do a real weird take on uh, Eastern Orthodoxy in some form of extreme music. Or, for example, somebody that we knew uh, was, like, talking to a guy uh, years ago about doing um, a release for his solo black metal project, and he was a Middle Eastern dude, and that project ended up falling through because he went off uh, to join the Taliban (laughs) and fight in the caves and stuff. And, like... He fucking drank the poison, he, He did drink the poison, and, I mean, it's a bummer that that guy joined the Taliban, but on the same token... That's a wild and gnarly perspective, religious perspective to present through the medium of extreme music. And it's something that I definitely would be interested in hearing. And I think this is an interesting, unique and personal enough approach to like spiritualism and religion and music that it piques my interest and doesn't immediately turn my turn me off, even though it's uh, even even with its overt association with an Abrahamic faith. Here's the other way to make it cool. Yeah. Not only keep it esoteric and weird. Yeah. Make it sketchy. <laughs> of course yeah right, right. yes like, for sure make yes. It, you know yeah make it sketchy yeah for sure right. yeah that's that's an that's an obvious that's an obvious quick path into my into my heart yeah. too so, so yeah all around i think this uh this is really fucking cool this is actually not to diss you john but this is a, a rare winner with us from john yeah and if if this i mean oh man there's some there's some fucking wild ass shit on the merch page for this project oh is there yeah, like 
Oh man, there's a phylactery. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, demonic phylactery. It's a harsh noise synthesizer. I don't know what the fuck that even means. It's $500. Yeah, it's it, it's not that cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, man, that fucking that's fucking cool. Yeah. So, oh man, it is it's like it's an I I have no idea how this works, right? Yeah. To that extent, I too am a noise poser. I don't <laughs> I, I sure. I'm not like just just Make sure it's 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 intriguing, yes, and mysterious, ritualistic, and in like a complete package, and I'm yes. fucking happy, sure, right? Um, but yeah, there's some man. That other release looks fucking cool. I'm gonna have to dig into this band for sure. Or this I don't call it the project. This project, yeah, for in, sure. In general, this is really fucking cool. I I like it. The a lot. mystery is fucking cool. Yes. Like, I feel like if this were ever to be. And and uh, if this were ever anything like this were ever to be done live, yeah, it would have to be absolutely fucking punishing yes. and mysterious. Yes, I agree for sure. Right? Yep, absolutely fucking punishing. It's got to be like a full on fucking experience, not just some fucking nerd. Yeah, right. Not just some fucking nerd at a computer. Right. And and twist and dials. I don't even want to see the person making this. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yes. Yeah. I want to be overwhelmed tactily and, you know, visually. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. For sure. So, yeah, this was cool. Strong start to the night. Let's uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Also, I want to I, I, I want to um, I want to add this caveat on here. The, the individual making this in the little short little bio on the right identi- self identifies as a demon making noise. So this might be an inversion of the Abrahamic uh, of, of the Ab- Abrahamic faiths too. Cool. You know what I mean? Which is cool as well. Pollute, pollute my fucking brain with poison. Yeah, right? <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Trick me, trick me into joining a fucking cult. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. My mind is an empty vessel. Pour your fucking venom into it. <laughs> indeed. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's see what's up next for the night. All right. Five. All right. Five is uh, Repentless, the band from Indianapolis. You can find this at repentless666.bandcamp.com. Uh, this is their, not, not actually not their debut release. So this release is called Maggots. It looks like they have released, okay, this is their debut debut release. They just released a couple like singles as a prelude to this. Um, I was recommended the fourth song on here, which is a, a great. Nail the cunt to the cross. Yeah, a great, a great title. Uh, a classic, a classic approach in the genre that they're most likely playing here based on what I can. Uh, oh, I, th- I thought for a second it was a DSI lyric, but it's not. Yeah, no. It's, it's nail the bitch to the cross. Yeah. I was going to say it's pretty close though. Right. So let's, uh, let's listen to that one. That's the one that was recommended to us. So we're going to hear nail the cunt to the cross by repentless off of maggots. Why do I not think? Go to the drugs. 
okay, what's not to like? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like, if you're, if if you can get four high school age kids in a room and they are going to play some permutation of of extreme music, it it might as well be this one. We right? know that these are high school age. Uh, we know at least, according to one person, uh, the individual who sent this in, at least one person in this band is still in high school. Well, I'm going to tell you that the drummer, yeah. his tits look like mine. <laughs> That's and I ain't been in high school since 95. That, that doesn't that does not disqualify somebody from being in high school. I went to high school with some big titty boys. I'm just saying, those yeah. are some baloney bags, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I'm getting there myself. But uh but yeah, at least one member of this band is still in high school. If okay. if not, you know, I I think other members of this band are maybe fresh out of high school and I think Alfie said as much when he posted about it on Facebook too. So, yeah, man. I mean, this isn't good, quote unquote, right? But it is good. It, it's good. It, it kicks it, ass. If you if you if you like where death metal came from. Yes, exactly. Right? Yes. If you like if you like that blurred line yeah. in like 86 sure right 85 86 when death yep. metal was 87 when death metal was really starting to take its own shape right you have to fucking like this yeah because like possessed wasn't good quote unquote either you know on the early stuff particularly church is pretty far i mean it fucking rules but i mean i i love the possessed stuff i'm not saying it isn't good it's great but like they have trouble with some of the parts well, they are playing yeah you know yeah saying? i mean like, it harkens back to, to to the best of it is you know when they're they're right at the fucking again exactly right at the ragged edge yes, that's, right and that's and, what I'm and saying, they're yeah. pushing that ragged edge of what they can do it's not polished it's not fucking masturbation right it is overt in virtually every way yep for sure right it is overt it's abusive in virtually every way yeah um and uh that's what death metal should be I agree for sure this is a distillation of all the stuff that I like about extreme metal in its many forms it's young it's uh it's real. These kids mean it clearly. Uh, there's no pretense here. Also, like the name of the fucking drummer, like yeah, obviously they have assumed names, which is a classic tradition in the genre. Uh, uh, so Gurgator, the drummer. Gurgator. I like that he is, uh, you know, also a tradition within the genre. Whatever you're doing, not being called what you're doing, so not guitar, right? In this case, four sure. string torture. I really like drumolition. Drumolition. Drumolition as as a description for playing the drums in this band. I'm guessing that chainsaw is the guitar. Uh, yes, yes. Chainsaw would have to be would have to be the guitar. But then, right? what is bone saw? Bone saw. Is there an, I I don't think there's two guitars in there. No, I think there's two guitars in here. Yeah, right. I think there are. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, a bassist, two guitarists, uh, and uh, and a drummer. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, this is sick, man. I, w I would love to see this live. Well, they don't live too far away. No, not at all. I will probably – I actually I have a perfect show coming up. I might try to get them on the uh on that Maneaters Hell Regal show maybe. That would be fun. That that would be a lot of a lot of fun. So um all right, cool. Let's uh let's let's keep it moving. We're two for two tonight. Let's see if we can keep the streak up. We're also two for two on on things that sometimes we're two for two on things you can listen to and oh yeah everyone's gonna like this right so far we're two for two on things that a lot of people listening to the show aren't gonna like literally we're not gonna at all. like literally at all so, right the first thing the first the first thing i can imagine most people would not like yes probably what not. a way to start the show five minutes of that bullshit <laughs> yeah for sure right yeah and then we fit we, we we bring it we we follow that up with um a recording that sounds straight out of fucking 89 yes right 88 in somebody's fucking basement. Yes. And uh, it's really kind of 
semi-sloppy, yes. really good classic shit. We're separating the wheat from the chaff on this one. I hope that, uh, I don't know, I hope, we, I hope we hear something that is just abysmal, that we write, we, we, we just, we, we, we go on and on, and we pontificate <laughs> about something that is so fucking abysmal. Yeah, me too. Right? Yeah, I agree. So uh, what's up next? Six. All right, so six is Aftermath from Phoenix, Arizona. This is a grindcore band. You can find this at aftermathphx.bandcamp.com. It is a self-titled debut release. Um, don't think that a particular song was suggested to us on this. Uh, the first song is queued up to play. Can I just say, Yeah. as much as I love grindcore, uh-huh. I really kind of dread it when we get a band submitted to us. I know, me too. It sounds like because I'm always like, God damn it! Here we are going to shit on a fucking grind band again. Yeah, I know. I'm, I feel the same way. I want. I always want to like it so bad, and I almost I do never too, do. But like, I, I don't want to listen. I don't want to fucking. I, I don't want to uh, burn it down before we get started. Sure. Yeah. But I'm just looking at the the logo. Yeah. Don't like the logo. Yeah. Don't like the circle A. The circle A is what kills it. Sure. Right. The collage, the black and white collage, a bomber site, factories polluting, right? Right. Skulls, right, from that famous fucking, you know, bone church over in Czechoslovakia or whatever that everybody uses fucking pictures of or some crypt in fucking France. Right. Bombs and some guy from the 40s checking bombs, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. What I don't even know what that is, a fucking redneck pile of garbage in the back of a Toyota. Yeah, I, I that, don't know. that might that might be what that is. I was I was trying to to suss that out myself. Like I mean, you know, it's it's uh it just god damn it. Yeah. And it's it, I think the problem is like there was a time when this imagery and this presentation would immediately hook me and I'd be like, "Okay, all right. I like what I'm seeing here." And um that time was like, you know, when I was first exposed to, to Terrorizer. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. And yeah. now it's so many years removed well, and still rehashing the same shit. Rehashing you know? the same shit. And the music, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the folks that play it and write, and here we are, we're acting like we haven't heard this. Yeah. I don't know I'm just going to say, like, like yeah. a lot of times, if you know, I'm sure the people that fucking play it think that they're bringing it, but right. it just doesn't sound like they're fucking bringing it. Yeah. But may, maybe, maybe these folks are. Well, you know what? It. Let's listen to it first and then we'll complain. Yeah, exactly. So they got the first song queued up to play. We'll go with that. If we don't, if we don't feel like it's an accurate representation, we can listen to something else. But we're going to start with uh, Severe Retinal Burns by Aftermath at, off of their self titled release. <laughs>
All right, we just heard severe retinal burns by Aftermath off their self-titled debut release. What do you think? Did they did they bring it? It was fine. It was fine. Yes, it was not bad. I, I will let's just get that out of the way up top. I think this was perfectly fine. It was fine. This sounds like this sounds like um, a band that has three songs on re, on one of the reality comps. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only three songs you ever fucking hear from that band. Yeah. That's 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 a good way of summing this up. Right. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's Again, they probably felt like they were really bringing it. Yes. But, man, I feel like that could have been so much more savage. I know. I think that's my main hang-up with so much contemporary grind is it's like, it's just not ferocious enough. Like, make me uncomfortable. Make yourselves uncomfortable when you're playing and recording the music. Right, right. I mean, I don't, dude, I mean, not not to jock a band who we're friends with or whatever, but... That's one thing I love about Nakai is like, dude, they are going so fucking fast. Every set, they're blazing by. There's no fucking breaks. Andy, even as good and as fast a drummer as he is, when the better that Andy gets at drums, the more he tries to play above his ability level. So like the Nakai songs are always at the edge of his ability to play, like speed-wise, technically, right? So the stuff retains its urgency and it's, it's like brutality. It just... It's, I mean, Nakai has remained one of my favorite contemporary grind bands for basically the entire time that they've been around sure. because those they're dudes who know what they're doing on, on every level and who are students of the genre. But every time I see them, I'm also reminded of like what it is that I find lacking in so many bands that we hear on the show and so many bands that I see live, which is just like, I just want you to bring it harder, man. Yeah, bring it harder and, and like... I don't need you to get my head bobbing with a fucking riff. Sure, yeah. But it doesn't hurt to put an absolutely fucking blistering yes. riff. Like, in this, you know, it's pretty much impossible to, to, to listen to something like this yeah. and not say, oh, well, for sure, especially with a song title like Hybrid Insect Terror Attack. Right. Like, Insect Warfare, I'm sure that it, at least some of these guys have an Insect Warfare shirt. No doubt. Right? Yes. And when you listen to Insect Warfare, yeah. there are fucking riffs. Yes. And they only stick around for a split second. Just a sec, yeah. But just enough for you to go, oh, fuck. Yep. Right? Yep. For sure. That's it. And, yes. and But the rest of the time, it's just it's it's just a fucking sea of fucking, like, relentless fucking pummeling. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. You, you listen to, like, um, Street Sweeper. Sure. Yeah. Right? Or um, Hydrophobia. Yes. Right? And it's like, fuck, that riff is in there that just catches you at the right fucking time. And I, yep. I think maybe they try to do that with that little, like, boom, 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 boom. Right. No. Yeah. Keep it fucking moving. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I just, this is this is perfect, perfectly fine, but it just, uh, it doesn't capture the imagination like the best the best grindcore can. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't get the blood pumping like I uh, like I wanted it to. But you know what? I'm sure your friends like this. I'm sure the people around you like it. It, and it doesn't suck. I didn't dislike it no i didn't dislike it like you know but um i don't know man i'll just go and go listen to excruciating terror i was gonna i was just about to say yeah dude why i'm not gonna put that that's literally exactly exactly what i was gonna reference i was gonna say i i'm not gonna listen to this when i can listen to excruciating terror so there you go we are on exactly the same page with that stuff as we typically are when we hear shit like this on the show so let's roll the dice and see what's up next three 
All right, three is uh, laser boogie suicide. If anything, we're we're getting a varied uh, a varied yeah, roster tonight. So I I do appreciate that. I always like episodes like this for that reason alone. So, laser boogie suicide dot bandcamp dot com. Laser sp- spelled with a Z. This band is uh, from Terre Haute slash Indianapolis. I think I think one member is in Indy, one is in Terre Haute. Um, so they suggested either listening to uh, live or die. Or uh, pedestal and pedestal is six and a half minutes long. So, yo, Chad, you know I ain't gonna listen to that, my man. Come on, be 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 real with yourself here. So let's uh, let's listen to Live or Die, which is the third track on here uh, by Laser Boogie Suicide off of Jet Set Suicide. So we just heard uh, Live or Die off of Jet Set Suicide by Laser Boogie Suicide. I was actually wrong. They won't, Chad told me to listen to the second song, but we didn't. We listened to the third song. My bad. Um, so uh, how would you feel about that, Nate? So this is what hell looks and sounds like to me. <laughs> okay. Right? Sure. We, we talked about it before, I think. What was it? Um, Invigorator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Talking about how hell's not going to look cool. It's just going to be have, like, really stupid shit. Right, sure. This is what hell looks like and sounds like for me. <laughs> okay. All right. Right. I mean, the artwork. Yeah. What the fuck is this stupid shit? Uh, Get the fuck away from me. Uh, I like the artwork a lot, actually. I don't. Yeah. I don't at all. I could talk about that when, when my time comes. Don't like the art. Um, this I, I don't connect with this in any way. This is, yeah. this is This is certainly a fucking generational difference. Yes. Yeah. This is my fucking parents' listening to painkiller yep for sure yes yeah 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 that you so 
there's a I have a few more reference points for this than you do, but I still kind of arrive at the same place that you do. I, I this this is just too 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 far separated from anything that I like, and whatever it's pulling from that I I do like, like rap, sure, is so like diluted, yeah, and and and, and fucking you know just. Deriv- derivative yes that uh, it, it yeah man i i got nothing else nothing good to say about this i i would be so fucking bummed to be stuck working a venue with bands like this one. <laughs> well luckily i don't think there's a ton of bands like this so you wouldn't be, even if there's one even if there's one okay all right you dislike this more than i expected you to i didn't expect you to like so, it so here's the thing like you the the outsider might listen to this uh-huh and they might listen to say MS Paint. Sure, yes. And not not see the big deal. Right, yes. Right? I think those are coming from completely different places. I agree. Yes, I agree for sure. I think they're coming from completely different like um different uh modes of inspiration. Yep, for sure. And and completely different sounds I in agree. their origin. Yep. They kind of arrive at something that the outsider might think is parallel. Yes. But man, are they different? Yeah, and um, yeah, I just ugh. almost everything about this fucking irritates me. Okay, right? <laughs> or, yeah, sure. So, okay, so I will say there is a there is a connective tissue and a through line here that connects me to this on some level that may be endearing it to me more than if it wasn't there, and that's that this whole thing is a concept record that is like. Not the songs themselves, but the like the data bomb transmission and the art and everything is referencing uh, Jet Set Radio Future, which is a video game that I fucking loved as a kid. It's a Japanese game where you like rollerblade and like tag stuff up. It sounds awful. No, it fucking kicks ass. Um, the soundtrack is sick. It's like a lot of like Japanese like jungle and like break beats and shit. It's fucking cool. Uh, not anything you would like at no, all. I wouldn't because it doesn't involve swords. <laughs> no, it does not involve swords. Right, no. it doesn't involve stuff like that. No, so I I have a, a strong affinity for that game. It's one of my favorite games games of all time. I really like the visual presentation of that game, and they are borrowing from that for this this artwork. Uh, so I like the aesthetic of this because it's pulling from something that has a well established visual presentation that I already like and connect to. Absent those those sort of like fundamental connective points for me this loses me almost entirely for the same reason that it does for you it's just too far removed from like the shit that i like this is entirely postmodern this music this is entirely internet to me it is a Mm. it is a product of the internet sure right and like yes there are references to rap and stuff that i like here it's very much uh this couldn't exist without something like death grips which is something that i know about and kind of passingly enjoy when I when I've been exposed to it over the course of the last 10 10 years or so but just never connected to it even when it was at the height of its popularity like I thought it was cool I understood the appeal but I I sensed that 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 corner of the internet culture had like started to lose me and I was like already aging out of a certain type of thing and this is kind of like post even that it's clearly in the lineage of that uh, mixing in just like so many various reference points that are like beyond my realm of interest and many reference points that I probably am not even aware of because I am like officially I'm into my 30s now right I'm not I'm not approaching my you're 30s. never gonna let anyone you're not gonna never gonna let anyone forget 
What's that? That you're in the th- your thirties now. No, I'm just like it. It is pertinent to this discussion, right? Yeah. I'm I'm well enough along now at this point that I'm like, I'm a far cry away from youth culture at this oh, point, sure. right? I, uh, it's like I um, I when I mention that it is for my own benefit to remind myself, like, oh man, I'm a long way away from this. You so know what I mean, before we started recording that, we were watching the new Downset video. Yes, yes, we were, and we were watching men. Around 50. Sure, yeah. Right? Trying to go at it like they were still 25. Yeah. And not really succeeding. No, not really. And then we revisited old downset stuff from 94. Yeah. And I think that this is, you can make a pretty solid comparison. Like, in 94, that old downset stuff, eh. Eh, sure. We came to the conclusion that, you know, we're talking about, it's like, musically, eh. Yeah. I mean, but it was 94. Yes. The guy actually seemed to know how to rap yes on the old records but in that new song he doesn't no he does not he's completely forgotten (laughs) yeah right um and they're wearing they're wearing a fashion that does not age well if you do not age well (laughs) yeah right yes exactly like if you're not taking care of yourself and making sure that you basically have the same physical proportions right that you had when you were 25 yeah you can't wear that anymore. No, no, you can't you can't be out here in the fucking tracksuit. If you shit, don't take yeah. care of your teeth, yeah. You can't wear that anymore. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yes. I feel like this is the same thing. Right. In that this is something where when you're done doing laser boogie suicide, uh-huh. those folks cannot go back. Right. <laughs> For sure. Right. Yes. This is this is a moment in time. This is a moment in time yeah. and and this is this um just it's not it's not going to uh, go well if you try to do like a twenty year reunion. Right. Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. This is this is uh, youth centric. Although I I don't think that the people involved in this are are too much younger than me. But I will say, uh, Chad, who produces the stuff this this record, like he does like some of the keys and production, like drums and shit. Like, I don't know what all what he, all he does in this band, but um, he is uh, very plugged into a, a facet of like youth music culture, youth centric music culture, like hyper pop and shit that is like so far beyond my realm of interest or understanding. So even if he's the same age as me, he's, uh, he has a a more youthful mind, I guess. So, so yeah, man, I will say about this though. I, I do actually think it's a good kind of qualitatively. I think that there are good things going on here and that there are plenty of people in our listenership who will probably like this. And for the people who are not as pedantic and picky as us and say, oh, well, this is really close to a thing we like, but it's clearly different. Uh, yeah, you'll probably like this. You know what I mean? I'm sure there are plenty of people who will like this. I think that's definitely a step up from the earlier stuff that I heard from from this, and I enjoy and appreciate sort of the conceptual through line through this. I appreciate the presentation and the, the idea of, like, delivering a whole package. I think the effort here is top-notch, and, like, musically it comes together well. It's just, like, I am not the dude who's meant to listen to this at all. I'm not who this is aimed at. It doesn't resonate with me, and that's fine, you know? Yeah. So let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Oh, by the way, somebody said this is an absolute classic. Uh, yeah, it's not. No, it's how not. could it possibly of be classic? Course, of course it, was re- it was released less than forty days ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, I know cycles are getting smaller, but they're not. They're not. They're not moving that fast yet. Right. Right. Forty days does not render a record a classic. Five. All right, five is uh, Mongrel with Off the Leash, their demo. You can find this at mongrelsd.bandcamp.com. 
they got the first song queued up to play. Uh, they also have a they have a title track on here too, but it's the shortest song of all of them. The first song is the longest song of all of them, but and, not by and much. The middle song sounds like my love and creation. Right, right, right. Sure. So, and I, already I've been I've had my my mind drawn to a specific place by AJ's description, and now Kyle in the supported by col- column saying if Bolt Thrower, Thrower wrote ignorant hardcore riffs, you'd get mongrel. So yeah, but the reason I write both I like Bolt Thrower is because they don't write ignorant because they don't riffs. write ignorant hardcore riffs. They yeah. write Bolt Thrower. Riffs. They write Bolt Thrower riffs. Right. Exactly. So. Right. What are you going to tell me? You could what you're going to tell me that for victory would sound better <laughs> right. with stupid fucking ignorant hardcore riffs. Yeah, for sure. I I don't I don't anticipate that this is going to go a direction that I want it to go, but I'm going to give it the shot to do so. So let's just listen to what they have queued up to play. It's the opening track. It's only a three song demo. They better be fucking coming correct, putting their best foot forward. So we're going to listen to Dog Complex by Mongrel off of their Off the Leash demo.
All right. We just heard the song Dog Complex by Mongrel off of their Off the Leash Demo 2022. It just came out in March of this year. So <clears throat> this, was a, this was a really frustrating listen for me because there was so much good going on here. <laughs> There's a lot of really good things happening. The guitar tone was really good. All of the musicians in this band are good at what they do. The drum tone was really good. In general, how this was recorded until the vocals came in, which I'll get to momentarily, is great. I, I really liked how this sounded. Big, when that first rich, riff came in. Beefy. Yeah, man. Crunchy. It sounded good. Yeah. It sounded really good. And generally speaking, there are some really good riffs throughout this song. Right before it happened, I said, man... I hope that a vocalist doesn't come in over the top of this going, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. And then that's kind of exactly what happened, and we got real boilerplate bog standard, I am the empty man from nowhere. Fucking right. hard contradictions. Yes. Like, uh, he's stuck in a race with no finish line. Each day he falls behind, but he will get what's mine. No, he won't. Yeah, what, well, what, what are you, you trying to behind. communicate? Is there a finish line? If there's not, then you're not falling behind because there's no finish there's line anyway. fall behind. <laughs> right. But if you're falling behind, you'll then never you're get, never going to get You're never going to get what's yours. Yeah, that's exactly Ever. right. So What the fuck are you talking about? It, Define yourself by the pain you carry. Keep the hate buried, sir. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's buried at all, right? right. It seems like it's right on the open. Huh? So this was frustrating to me just because, like, I, I, I'm sympathetic to the plight of the of the of the hardcore leaning death metal fan who wants to marry these two worlds. But the the instances the instances in which that is done successfully, I can count on one hand. Like you're trying to do Marauder mixed with Bolt Thrower, and I appreciate the the effort, and I think the musicianship here clearly indicates like an ability to do that if you wanted to but like starting with that fucking ripping riff and then slowing it down into that like it, it just saps the energy out man like there was such a promising start to this then you slow down the pace and you throw in like the really lackluster vocals and also i didn't think the the vocal production sat really well with the instrumentals in this it was like two on top if even if you had taken the same vocalist with the same like pretty lame lyrics and buried a little bit, thrown some reverb on it, produced it more like a, a, a fucking cavey death metal record, it would have assisted this a lot, in my opinion. I would say whoever in this band is writing those fucking sick ass death metal riffs, kick just yeah, just make it a death metal. Yes, band. kick out the guys in the band who are keeping you bound to hardcore and being like, no man, come on, let's like still put like beat down parts in it. Kick those guys out and just start the death metal band you were meant to be in. Right, right. Because I agree. When this when this came in, I was like, well, I hope it stays like this. Yes, for sure. And you said it won't. It won't, no. And it didn't. Yeah. And then right around three minutes or so, when all the fucking nonsense about bitching about what a pain in the ass life is was yeah. done, yeah. before they got in the beat, the beat down, breakdown part. Sure, yeah. I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking sick too. Yeah. Why don't they just do more of this? Yes. Why don't they just make this a death metal band? <laughs> right, yeah, for sure, man, yeah. Right? Why don't you just yeah. make this a fucking death metal band? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. What a bummer. Yep. What? A, he, what a bummer. What a bummer. Yeah. Um. Pretty much on every level. Yep. For sure, man. You know, because <laughs> yeah. the things that I like. Here's the thing, the things that I liked about this song, I liked enough that I want to hear more. Yes, for sure. But I don't want to hear more of them 
from this band. <laughs> right. Yes, for sure. Right. Like I don't want to yeah. come back and visit. I'm never going to yeah. listen to this song again. Right. To hear like, oh yeah, listen to that. Right. I'm never going to come back and listen to like that. Those few things that I liked about this. Yes. Because the things that sullied it for me. Right. Are just heaping fucking piles of shit. Yeah, they're insurmountable obstacles, man. And guys, stop with the fucking shitty fucking phoned in fucking lyrics yeah. about what a lost and damaged soul you I are know. and the pain that you carry. Yeah. Unless you stop. truly fucking are. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like truly. And it's evident. <laughs> right. Right. Because here's the thing. If I feel like I've known some real lost and damaged souls in my life and th these aren't the lyrics they would pen. No. You know what I mean? No. Like like it's false. Yes, right. I don't care how fucking mean you look in your promo shot, right? Yeah. I don't care how flat your fucking brims are. Right. On those hats. I don't care how much fucking barbed wire is behind you, how fucking grainy and high contrast your photo is. This shit is False. Yes. Yep. Right? Yep, for sure. And it's not false in a good way where you're fucking screaming about Satan gutting fucking virgins. Right, yes. Right? It's false in a fucking crybaby way. Yeah, and honestly, dude, even even just that small tweak would have would have elevated this somewhat. Let's give say it, give it some like evil integrity sort of lyrics. Exactly. Even that would have put this in a, 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 a higher echelon yo, where this landed. Yo. Give this some integrity lyrics, and I'm probably coming back to this. Yes, yeah, for sure, <laughs> right? Yes, right, yeah, for sure. Give this some fucking evil fucking shit like that. Yeah, give it, give it something, right? Yes. Other than just, hey, look at me, guys. I'm real down. Life's done nothing but beat me down my whole life, and now the whole world's gonna pay. Yeah, boo hoo. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Boo hoo. There yes. can never be any peace under the sun because my whole life is one giant <laughs> cauldron of shit and pain. Boo-hoo. Oh, boy, I wish it would all come to an end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this. I got a mean dog. Boo-hoo. The dog looks mean. That's how I feel all the time. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. So... Listen, I, I just hate that shit, dude. Because I mean, I don't want to fucking dwell on it, but like, yo, there are real fucking things to be angry about. So many, <laughs> so and many. And you can't man. even find it in yourself, yeah, to like put any of that <laughs> right. into the sentiments that you're expressing. Yeah, for sure. And the incongruity, I always strikes me in this style of music too. And the lyricism, you know, is just like I'm just gonna fucking hang my head in shame and yeah. run it over with a truck. Right. It's just like, dude, you're 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 trying to present this like ferocious, fucking tough image here. Bring it then. Be angry about something cool, <laughs> something yeah. real. You know, <laughs> I got so many scars from all the torment and torture my entire life in this first world country yeah. of amenities has been nothing but fucking pain. Yeah, it's real. It's real fucking punching punching a hole in the drywall energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It it's, really is. It's real. It's it's just too close to monster flat bill for me. The the energy of this type of lyricism and. It, it's like, dude, like, I, I would say, again, you're talking about, like, if you're going to be a real tormented fucking freakazoid, like, 
I think a, a, an excellent example of that is like uh, like neglect, <laughs> you know, neglect. That dude was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, all those songs were like, I'm about to kill myself, guys. Like, can you really, you really bought it. Those songs are bleak, they're grim, and they paint a grim picture. This kind of stuff to me is just, it's, it, you know, the lyrics specifically, know, it's it's lifted truck shit, man. It it's just, just it, it sounds like, it sounds like noisy ass fucking Dodge Chargers in the yes. night. Go drive your fucking Charger off a cliff. <laughs> right, for sure. But like I said, some clearly very good musicianship here. Hope they just start a death metal band. And, yeah. and if so, I will come back and listen to it because, man, that opening riff, I was I was hooked right away. And then, and then they promptly lost me. So there you go. This is exact. This is actually exactly what I expected to happen, but to a greater degree, because I thought the disparity between what I liked and what I didn't like was going to be a lot. Uh, There's going to be a lot shallower divide. Right. But there was a great divide between those two. things. And, and, you know, to, to to we opened up with something that would I I have to imagine be almost universally hated. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Certainly not going to get invited to this is hardcore. <laughs> no, certainly not. Right. No. Yeah. But at the same time, so unapproachable and ritualistic and well thought out. Yeah. That it was compelling. Right. Yes. Right. And then we come to something like this, which has a much more universal sort of appeal. Sure. Even even a guy like me was like, yeah, I kind of like some parts of this. Sure. And I'm not shitting on it totally. Right. Right. But it's so fucking phoned in and hackneyed and just like the parts of it that were phoned in were so fucking phoned in. Yeah. But everybody's going to fucking bite on this. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, baby, people, people are going to fucking love this. It's got good riffs, and you can beat your friends up while wearing basketball shorts to it. It's, it's what the kids want, right? Um, so uh, on that note, let's let's listen to some voicemails. We have a handful tonight. We've already been going a little bit over an hour. So I always, I always hate to do five-band episodes, but it is it just is what it is. Uh, we had some longer songs tonight. We didn't have the normal 57-second-long uh, hardcore blazers in the queue. So let's, uh, let's hear some voice messages. What's up, guys? I just want to jump on the subject of cartoon jackage and want to throw it out there that Rogue from the 90s X-Men series is the ultimate queen of burping the worm when it comes to cartoons and animation. Absolute best. And for a certain generation of kids that grew up in the 90s, that character is who ushered us into puberty. The accent, the hair, the green-yellow spandex, chef's kiss, perfection. And if you like Rogue from X-Men Evolution, the goth rogue, you're a weirdo. She's a high school kid. Fuck off with that shit. Also, G Gundam rules. Mermaid Gundam has the best design of any Gundam ever. Bye. There you go. Okay, so this is this is somebody this is somebody who's heard me speak or seen me speak on the internet about G Gundam and my distaste for Gundam because I am a Gundam fanatic with the exception of uh, well with the exception of a few properties, but uh, but G Gundam specifically, which is. A pretty good shonen anime that is not a good Gundam show at all. And Mermaid Gundam is the dumbest. I want you to bring up Mermaid Gundam right now. I want you to look at it. Mermaid Gundam. Mermaid Gundam. You're uh, gonna you're gonna like the look at uh, like the look of it. I guarantee uh, it. Yeah, I guarantee it. Yeah, you're gonna like how you look. Uh, it, to to assert that is the quote best Gundam. <laughs> it design, is awesome. It is. It's great. I mean, it's fucking hilarious for sure. But 
uh, th- that was definitely put in here, uh, aimed specifically at me and my uh, my Gundam preferences. But I like that it's just called Mermaid Gundam. Like they couldn't think of a better name, right? Because it's not a mermaid. You know what I'm saying? It's not a. It's, <laughs> it's a merman. It's a merman at best. It's a fish, really. It's just a fish. Right. It's a Gundam and a big fish. Right. Uh, so uh, as for Rogue in the '90s X-Men series, yeah, for sure, banging, no doubt. If if you have, if you got to pick a pick a character on which to pop your your cartoon Jack in a cherry, yeah, man, Rogue from uh, from the '90s X-Men, pretty good selection, no doubt. Uh, let's uh, let's hear the hear the next message. Hey, how we doing, gentlemen? Uh, first of all, Tater Salad. Uh, second of all. Here's your sign. Third of all, you might be a redneck if. And fourth of all, you can't fix stupid. All right? Get her done. Have a good one. Well, there you go. So I actually think I manifested... I manifested a T-shirt that I found the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. I went, uh, I went digging. I I did an old, uh, an old reliable route, like an eight or ten hour route that I do that takes me all day, and I usually come home with a couple duffel bags full of things. And I did. And one of the things I found was a Bill Ingvall shirt. So already strange because I've never come across a Bill Ingvall shirt before, and I had just talked about fucking Bill Ingvall and the fucking. You know the redneck comedy hour or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, and watched that for the first time in years, and it is, it is a sick Bill Ingvall shirt. <laughs> I never thought I would say such a thing, but it's Bill Ingvall dressed as like Neo from the Matrix. Okay, and it says uh, Bill Ingvall, here's your sign reloaded, and then it's in the back. It's got like Matrix, you know, like Matrix yeah. lines. Um, so Bill Ingvall, for whatever reason, in two thousand three thought he would tap into the ma- like there was a significant enough cultural crossover between his fan base and Matrix fans that he would do a Matrix ripoff for one of his comedy specials. Yeah, so. sure. It's it's hard to believe actually that it- in Indiana, yeah, you've never you don't find Bill Engvall shirts every day. It is. I have found um I found a couple of uh, Jeff Foxworthy Jeff Foxworthy's clothing line. I can't remember what it's called. It's like a redneck wear or something. Yeah, and it's like you might, but it's hyper specific. It's like the precursors to those shirts that's like that are like uh, my boyfriend bought this and he's a Gemini fucking weightlifter certified yeah. forklift certified motherfucker. You know. It's so hyper specific. There and there are dozens of them. It's like you might be a redneck handyman if you might be a redneck fisherman if you might be a redneck uh, air conditioner repairman if like all of these hyper specific and then a list yeah. that is specific to that profession. I found like four or five. I, I've of those. seen a few of those. People really like those because yeah. it makes gives them pride in their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. got me thinking. I with the Matrix one and how that's sort of like. The connection there is just tenuous in that they, you know, Bill Engvold was alive. Right. Yeah, that's it, right? You sure. know, yeah. in, in 2003. Three. Yeah, 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 sure. That's when that's when Reloaded came out. I would love to, like, you come across, and if you ever do, you I don't care how big it is, you save it for me. Okay. If you ever, like, come across, like, um, a Bill Engvold shirt or a Jeff Foxworthy shirt, uh-huh. and it just says, like, shred the bowels of the Nazarene or something. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to come across one of those. Man, that would be awesome, right? It would be sick, I would though, wear, yeah. I would wear that shirt. Jeff Foxworthy, his smiling fucking face, yeah. right? And then it's just shred the bowels of the Nazarene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, might, we might have to make that shirt. Yeah. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's hear the next, uh, next message. All right. All right. 
little quick hack for those of you that don't understand math. At a point in the time that, you know, the voicemail comes on, that's 25 seconds. So there you just need 130. So if you just look at your fucking timer, if you go past 155, the fucking cane's coming out. Anyways, uh, so I tried listening to Cannabis Crypt as soon as I heard about it because it seemed like a good idea. And I got maybe a song and a half through, and I had to, I just had to fucking turn it off. So today I tried again. I tried to ceremoniously listen to it while cutting the grass, smoking a vape, drinking an high IBU IPA named resin, and I still only got to like the fifth track, and I thought the whole thing had started all over again. And fuck that, I'm not listening that again it's so bad it's so fucking bad yeah so that is actually that's an excellent life hack that's what i've been trying to communicate to people which is that you can just look at the timer on your phone but but neff has broken it down to the second right he, he has told you exactly the moment but like he's, he's broken it down for you there you go uh, the, he's done the work, the, the very simple work that I couldn't have been bothered to do low these many months. And also a guaranteed weed connoisseur or, uh, or a certified weed connoisseur rather didn't like cannabis crypt. So that must speak to the quality of the music. I guess it's really, I, you know, honestly, I forgot about it until it just got mentioned. I did. I'll never forget about the smoked out vibe. I mean, the smoked out vibes, a classic line yeah. that I'll remember forever. Sure. Yeah. But if you ask me what is that associated with, <laughs> yeah. where they first, I don't know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Also, no, no shade here, but I think um, Tim Neff has like less, uh, less exacting standards for for music. He definitely big up shit that like I am perplexed as to how anybody could like it. So if Tim Neff did not like Cannabis Crypt, I think you can rest assured it is no good. So. There you go. I'm not. I'm not. Not that I was planning to anyway. But now I can feel confident uh, in not checking out the music of Cannabis Crypt. Yeah. So, all right. Let's hear the next one. Hey, what's up, demo? Listen, this is first time caller Shelby from Virginia. Um, I just wanted to add on to something that you, that Gray mentioned last week about uh, some live YouTube footage of Epicardiectomy playing some festival and the singer, uh, the, the weird fat singers going yeah show me show me uh and it being like the high point of music uh forever which it is but what you left out is uh at the at that point in the video i think it's at like 120 uh at one minute and 20 seconds uh, and it's live it's epicardiectomy live at mountains of death 2010 if anyone wants to look it up not only does he do that weird mosh call but it Right at that moment, the camera pans out into the sad audience, and there's a group of, um, like, Eastern Euros in fedoras doing the Macarena. And if you don't believe me, fucking look it up. Minute 20, epicardiectomy live at Mountains of Death 2010. It's fucking amazing. Thanks for bringing that to my attention, Greg. Uh, I enjoy the show. Fuck you guys. See you later. So I, I looked at that video too, uh-huh. and there the 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 yeah the uh, you know show me circle of pit show me circle of pit yeah yeah right yeah. that's pretty good but he's right the fucking what I enjoyed more than like the macarena and the fucking put on fucking meme attire of the folks doing it yeah 
is how utterly squalid it is. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. you would think that something called Mountains of Death uh-huh. would uh, look cooler than it was. Well, the thing that struck me about it, because I watched it again after I got home that evening, because I anytime it's mentioned, I need to watch it within a couple hours. Sure. Of, just because it is it, it it is an eternal bright spot in my life, that guy going, zombie circle pit, show me, show me. Um, oh, and also, let me see some hammers. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that yeah, line. And he says hammers. hammers. I had to like hammers. What yeah. the fuck is a hammer? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Uh, the thing that strikes me about that video, and I think it struck me for the first time as I was like watching that video for no exaggeration, probably like the fiftieth or sixtieth time in my life, is the striking beauty that that fest is set against the backdrop. Right. The strikingly beautiful backdrop. Because it's like, it's up in the fucking, I mean, it's in the mountains, right? right. And right. it's fucking gorgeous. Right. And oh. you, you just imagine the rich, like, biome right. that this is, like, set in. Like, the, the, the biodiversity there, the beautiful flora and fauna flourishing over only a mile away from where epicardiectomy go, a guy is going, show me some hemmas. Well, it's, it's, uh, yeah, and contrast that with how horrific like the conditions of the fest look. Yeah, it's just because mud and it's just mud. There's like yeah. maybe fifty people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Exactly. And of that fifty people watching the band, maybe twenty of them are actually watching. Yes. And like the dudes in the band yeah. don't even look like they're enjoying it. Not themselves. at all, dude. It's no. almost it's almost like they're 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 carrying out this this performance out of spite. <laughs> Sure. The naysayers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we're we're going right. to show them. Yeah. Because, man, nobody looks like they're having a good time, and it looks so forced. Yeah. Like the guys doing the Macarena, they're kind of trying to have a laugh and stuff, but it looks so fucking forced, and that's – I love it, man. So and I so I can't speak to, like, how this is in, in Eastern European I, or in Eastern Europe, and I, I think that that is maybe set in, like, uh, the Czech, Czech Republic, per, perhaps. But um, so – at least in Western Europe, there's like a, a pretty rigorous financial infrastructure to support live music as a concept, which is like what I've talked about before. Like when I toured over there, I was just in like a little support slot for for like three to 500 cap rooms. And every every show, like meals were catered. There were band apartments that like the venues owned and stuff. And I, we stayed everywhere for free. I mean, it was fucking nuts. Like it's a night and day experience to touring here even if you're touring here on the same level like you're playing 500 cap venues it's nothing like playing over there right, right. so because they're they are a culture by and large that like fundamentally values the arts in a way that america does not right and for various other cultural reasons and like socioeconomic reasons there are a lot of factors that that kind of coincide to create that but what i was thinking another thing that struck me about it was like as you mentioned there's like maybe 50 people watching the show and it's in this fucking beautiful setting and here's epicardiectomy all three of them up there brie brie in a way and no one gives a shit but the quality of the video and the sound being captured and everything and the quality of like the stage setup is is impressive for what's going on there <laughs> right like it's insane that that a video of that quality of that moment was able to be captured at all. And it made me wonder, like, is there a similar infrastructure, you know, where they're from? Because I just think about, like, there's not a chance in hell that that same setting would be captured with that same level of fidelity in America. You know no. what I mean? There's no way. I don't want my tax dollars going to support that <laughs> shit. No, no way, Jose. Shoot, that's a case. You're going to see me trying to stop the steal up on the fucking <laughs> Capitol steps. <laughs> 
sure. I'm gonna be shitting on Nancy Pelosi's desk. So, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's hear the next one. And thank you, Shelby, for uh, for just letting me live in that moment a little bit more because it's uh, it's a video that I that I that I revisit very frequently. Hey, uh, Nate and Gray, this is the famous Catfish Jones. Uh, I just wanted to know. Uh, do you think a three-song EP warrants a billboard? And what do we think about billboards in general? Okay, so this question is specifically, Nate, you may not have seen this because you're not you, you're not on the internet like that, but um, there was a, a billboard put up for the Warthog EP, like advertising the Warthog EP in New York. Okay. And it was a cool billboard. I mean, my opinion of it is like, no, of course it doesn't warrant a billboard because like point of renting a billboard to do it. I think it's just a flex. It's just fun. It's funny. It's, it's cool. Uh, yeah, it's just a flex, man. It's just fun. Uh, everybody who was going to order the Warthog EP was already going to order the Warthog EP, right? You're not reaching new people with that. You're not peaking any interest. It's just like a cool flex. People are going to post pictures of it on social media. It's probably going to generate maybe a little extra hype about your record. Get some people that normally wouldn't be looking, looking, but not because of the billboard in the real world, because of the billboard on the internet, right? It's just a, it's just a thing. It's a, it's a fun little marketing shit. I, I got no no beef with it at all. Uh, what I think about billboards in general, I don't know. I mean, if you if you have the means to do it and you can do it in a way that's like fun or funny and engaging, by all means, do it. I think that's fine. I I I think you and I have talked about renting billboards for some for very stupid things before. Yeah, I I. I would prefer that they didn't exist at all. Sure, yes, because they pollute the fucking yeah I mean, right? the view. Is, I mean, it'd be it'd be great. Yeah, to sure. Not have to look at them everywhere. Of course, right? Yes. Um, but if they're going to exist, yeah. I wish I could exploit them. Yeah. I think that war- a warthog billboard is actually like a really good sort of like in the spirit of just the pranksterism of punk rock. Yeah, I agree for sure. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's better than. All the fucking lawyers and uh, abortion, anti-abortion, sure. and uh, Jesus billboards that you get out around here. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather see Larry up there than fucking Lebomoff law offices for the 50th time. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather see that than, you know, you know, Jesus is alive and well. The evidence is real. Right, sure. Right, sure. Yeah. Right? God damn it. I fucking hate Jesus, man. <laughs> Me too. And all that he's wrought on this. I fucking... know, man. If I, if if I, I'm telling you what. Yeah. I go back in time. We talked about, you know. Yeah. For sure. That, that I mean that rests upon the the tenuous presumption that Jesus was even a real historical figure. We're gonna find out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, not trying to gonna. Eh. I don't want this to be long-winded, so I'm going to try to keep it short or make it come off like I'm fishing. But right now with uh, my students in this semester, we're discussing antisocial behavior, violence, violent tendencies, but also what's socially acceptable violence because there is such a thing in certain cultures versus unacceptable. And I, I just want your opinion. I mean, I almost feel like I could use and this is the dumbest thing on the planet, in my opinion, at the same time, moshing as almost not a socially acceptable, but a border of it, because there are moshing and crowd killers or whatever the hell you want to call them. I don't really give a shit. I consider it all moshing that extend to a hyper violent form of it. 
And while I think there is almost a camaraderie and nothing expecting, I mean, yes, fights do happen to certain people, but there is kind of like you expect it and you don't see it as a negative as much or nor a positive. It's kind of neutral. You think I could even, what's your thoughts on that? What do you guys, do you guys see, I mean, like this is dumb, but do you see there's more negative or positive or is it just strictly neutral to you guys also in the form of like moshing and that form of dancing? Uh, yeah, just thoughts. Peace. So before I even address any of this, it is so always so striking to me how like coherent and relatively like incisive AJ can be compared to like three minute long messages where there's like no point at all and i'm like missing the thesis of the message at all crack the whip we cracked the whip last <laughs> but week. this was like you you were you articulated yourself well for the question that this was you kept it fairly succinct i'm proud and as always astounded when you really pull it out of the bag like this and show that like you you're an educated individual <laughs> you know what i mean which so uh yeah i mean i don't know i don't have a whole lot of thoughts on that um I think like you're talking about violence, uh, socially acceptable forms of violence and like the cultural relativism in that concept. I think that's you're, you're just going to apply this to like a microculture, a subculture within a culture, a broader culture, which is like punk, hardcore, metal, whatever. And then within that culture, then there's even like further niche subdivisions because there are plenty of shows in which you could go and like throw a fucking trash can at somebody and hit somebody in the face with a fire extinguisher and the unspoken social contract in that particular room with those particular people is that that's perfectly acceptable and then you apply that same behavior to a crowd of closely adjacent but different types of people and that suddenly becomes very unacceptable so i mean yeah it's just a microcosm of like a larger idea and like the very the the degree to which violence is acceptable in those spaces varies wildly depending upon like just the preferences and, and that unspoken social contract among those people. I don't really have, there wasn't that much of a question here other than do you think that this is an applicable, it, is this idea applicable to like the thesis of this discussion uh, that you're having with your class, your, your students? And yeah, I, I think it's applicable. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, subculture is, is culture. Sure. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, anything, anything that, um, makes punk and hardcore less welcoming yeah to the outside observer mm -hmm. i'm for sure <laughs> sure yes right yeah you know i mean i don't give a shit about beatdown obviously i i don't like it right yeah it's bad right yeah i don't really care for the fucking meatheadedness of the shows but from afar i appreciate like the crowd killing and stuff it's part of it sure not my thing right but I don't go to those shows. I don't like to be around it. I don't right. like to be around it. But I like the fact that it keeps people away. Sure. I think that's actually, that's a, that's a rarely, that's a rarely uttered, but like, uh, I would say generally agreeable take on that, on that particular, that particular topic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I like anything that, I like anything that keeps people away. Sure. You know, and, and um, we've said it before. It's impossible to be transgressive anymore. Sure. Right? It's it's impossible to um yeah, it, it's impossible to have like the the um like real threat. Sure. You know? Yes. But if if you can exclude mm -hmm. the false, yeah, 
Do it. Do it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Keep them, keep them the fuck out. Any, sure. Anything that's going to, the moment you see, the moment you see a fucking, you know, uh, you, you, you see a, a reporter from NPR sniffing around because they heard word of a, the warthog billboard. Yeah. Fucking hit them in the face with a chair. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Yes. Keep yep. them the fuck out. For sure. Right? Yep. Anytime you get somebody sniffing around because they get curious about something or something like that, let them know they're not fucking welcome. And if they can get through that threshold. Right. Then you're fucking welcome. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that's always been that's always been my general approach to it as well. And that's the thing that irks me about like people who bring kids to shows and and like, hey, let's let's yeah. let's crowd surf them and shit. No, you want if your kid ex expresses interest in coming to a show, that's fine. But like in no way should the show cater to the presence of that child. Right. Right. You so and I think that applies applies broadly to anybody who is coming in from the outside and checking out the space. Sure. And on a conversational level, whatever, be welcoming, be kind, be nice, whatever. But the show is what the show is. There's no extra added consideration for people who are there who are not familiar with the the taboos and mores and ins and outs of the culture. And, and, and really, like, at its purest take. Yeah. Right? The show is a ritual. Sure, yes. It's it's a ritual. These are the customs of the fucking ritual, um, you know, and, and some of them are more welcoming. Right. That's fine. That's your fucking deal. Sure. Right? Me? I don't like it. Yeah. Right? I, I like, I don't... I, I don't want to see people being targeted. Right, sure. For a specific thing. Right. Right? That's not the case. That's not at all. But I want there to be a threshold of tolerance. Yes. And, a, and an expectation that you might see something fucking happen. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Right? Agreed. You know, I, I, it was years ago. I don't, I don't know if it was with Tane, but like there was a woman that, or somebody got a person got hit with a with a fucking horse head at a Watain show yeah, I think that's, it was. that is a Watain yeah yeah I know this story yeah. and they got hurt yeah sure it's fucking Watain right exactly what do you fucking yeah. expect <laughs> right yes. no one were you walking into this situation right. utterly naive sure yeah. did you not you know nothing about this I find it difficult to believe that someone's first fucking show is yeah. a blood soaked Watain show <laughs> right yes as do I yeah right yeah it's part of the fucking ritual it's part of the expectation and it sucks that you got hurt but if it wasn't you it's gonna be somebody else certainly yeah you know, and, and in that way, it's 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 its own performance piece. Absolutely, for sure. And I mean, it is it is the one thing it is one of the things that keeps it feeling vital and engaging to me as as the years continue to tick by. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I as we have said on this show, as other people have said, uh, I think hardcore and punk and and subculture that is close, closely adjacent to those things. Uh, can be for anybody, but it is not for everybody. Right, and yeah. I think it should remain that way. It sh it, yeah, and, and yeah, and there, I feel like there has to be, there, there just has to be a level of personal acceptance as to the culture of the fucking show. Yes, exactly. There ha and there has to be um, a genuine mo personal motivation. Yes, not not you know, hey, come check this band out; they're crazy. Oh, you're gonna get fucked up. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? And sure. that and that might fucking happen. Right. Yep. You know? And um, you know, you bring your kids, I hope they're fucking scarred. <laughs> for sure. Right? Yes. I hope it's terrifying for them. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
I don't want them to. I don't want your fucking five-year-old to enjoy this, even if it is a benefit for their fucking terminal bone cancer. <laughs> and they'll never live long enough to learn how to enjoy this. Yeah, sure. Right? Right, yes. If, it, if it's enjoyable for a five-year-old, then something is wrong. Yeah, right. Exactly, you exactly. Know? You know, yeah. If a hardcore show is enjoyable for a five-year-old, you're doing it entirely wrong. <laughs> that is exactly right, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's hear the last message of the evening. What's up, fuckers? Uh, it's Hugo here. I uh, wanted to drop in with a bit of a earnest call for you guys. So, Nate, uh, feel free to drop out as soon as you start to cringe. Um, uh started listening to the podcast uh, in December around the time that uh, podcast playlist Axe to Grind dropped you guys on it. Listen to probably about 100 episodes in two months. Safe to say I was uh, I was going through some shit, uh, the type of shit that kind of makes you want to price out a gun uh, for the sole purpose of putting it in your mouth. But uh, happy to say I'm doing a lot better now. Um, I'm not here to say, uh, like, demo listens saved my life or anything weird like that, uh, but you guys brought uh, you brought some joy to me in a – in a hard time, a dark time. Um, so just wanted to pop in, say thank you guys for everything you do. Uh, love the pod. Uh, I'm, I'm not even like a huge fan of hardcore or anything. Uh, just like hearing two dudes bullshit, honestly. And it's cool being exposed to new music. So thank you, boys. Love you very much. Fuck you. And I'll see you in hell. Bye. Mwah. All right, there you go. That was great. Yeah, thanks. I, I, you know what? I appreciate the the one-off odd uh, earnest call here and there. And I, I am the one that receives any messages like this typically because I'm the only one with uh, social media. So we'll say I'm the I'm the face. I'm the face of the podcast. You definitely are. Uh, so uh, so I, I get a message like this on occasion, and I'm always genuine, genuinely and sincerely happy to hear it. Uh, I always find it a deeply absurd that this show or that anything that I am involved in, but particularly this endeavor is uh, a light in anybody's darkness. But the fact that it is, is, is genuinely a cool thing. Doesn't make me cringe at all. That's sick. I'm glad that you found some joy in it. I'm glad that you got through to uh, to a better place in your life and did not put a gun in your mouth. I can say in retrospect, the many times that I was dealing with like mental health shit and stuff when I was a young, young man, um, I'm happy in retrospect that I didn't end up blowing my brains out. I got I got pretty close a couple times. I didn't do it, and I'm doing a lot better now. Here's the thing: if you did, uh-huh. you wouldn't I be w- sad. I, w- I, would, I wouldn't be sad. I'd be dead as a doornail. I'd have no complaints <laughs> in the world, right? <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, man. Thanks for calling in. Um, I'm glad that you enjoy the show, and also I'm glad that uh, the Axe to Grind playlist put anybody onto the show when they when they hit me up and ask me. To, to be included, I was a little surprised because I'm friendly with with Bob and uh, and I'm friends with Patrick, but like I, I didn't feel like our vibe was was the vibe of the of the Axe to Grind podcast. They're they're nicer gentlemen than us, at least the public facing personas, nicer gentlemen than us. Uh, so I was interested to see if there would be any sort of like retention in anybody that came from Axe to Grind to demo listen. Seems like there's at least one. So I appreciate you listening and uh, yeah, glad you're feeling better. Yeah, for real. Me too, man. I don't think it's cringy at all. Um, hang in there, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I ain't going to go and go into do more details, but you know, just uh, hang in there and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad something's turning around. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we got two text messages. I'll read them real quick. We got one as a question for you, Nate. Can Nate tell me the best way to destroy a golf course biologically? <laughs> Biologically? Yeah, biologically. 
fucking watch Caddyshack, man. They hate <laughs> gophers, dude. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you could unleash a bunch of gophers onto a golf course. Yeah. I mean, you would have to reconcile yourself with the fact that the, those gophers are toast. You yeah. know what I mean? They're getting killed, but yeah, there's lots of them. It's no big deal. Sure. Soldiers for the fucking, you know, for the for the for the soldiers of glory. Yeah. In a just war. Yeah. Ca- cannon fodder for your jihad. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know biologically, chemically. Oh boy. Um. But I I'm not I, I'm not gonna go there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But uh, biologically, uh, try gophers. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Uh. So now we got one from Kawi. Uh. It says, Yo, it's Kawi listening to the formative compilation episode. It's a Patreon episode we did recently. And Nate's gripe about not being able to find computer chairs without wheels. Here's a tip: Most computer chairs have removable wheels, and you can get little flat sliders to replace them. That's what I did because I can't stand rolling around like a little fairy in some Disney cartoon. <laughs> I fucking told you. At least one other person has to fucking hate. They don't want to control the chair. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah, I mean, depending on the surface that I'm on, I definitely commiserate with that because, like, I've I've had rolling chair, chairs in some work environments in which it's like uh, particularly, it's either not even like a slanted surface, but just one in which like even the suggestion of motion will send you in a particular direction. Yeah, and I fucking hate it for yeah. sure. If I'm on carpet, I'm down with a rolling chair, no big deal. Um, so, <clears throat> real quick before we sign off for the evening, I I want to point out I did just get a message. Uh, from somebody on Instagram, an in, uh, an individual uh, who identified here only as uh, Mecca on Instagram. Oh, huh, this is my buddy. <laughs> uh, must be a new must be a new Inst- Instagram account. It says an incredibly interesting footnote in the Jet Jaguar saga. And we're not going to pick on Pete Zen or anything no. here. I just want to mention um, Beetlejuice, Beetle, like fucking juice from like you know. The fucking Howard Stern. Howard show. Stern. The Howard Stern Beetlejuice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh he popped up at a at a Jet Jag show and uh took over the mic and put a guitar on. Was that recent? Uh yeah, this is recent. I thought Beetlejuice was dead. No, he's alive, man. He's he's alive and kicking. All right. Yeah, Beetlejuice rolls up to the Jet Jag gig and steals the show from the opening band. Okay. I, I if he showed up, I would completely let him take it. I'd let him do whatever the fuck he wanted to any extent that he wanted to do it, and I would invite anybody in the crowd to do their best to stop it from happening if so they chose. Yeah. But I I certainly wouldn't put the, the kibosh on it. No. Uh so the, yeah, that's uh that's it for the evening then. Let's uh let's wrap it up. Uh we uh if you want to submit music, it's demolition podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to call in or shoot us a text message, it's 260-222-8341. If you want to subscri- subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Five bucks and up gets you access to all of our content. Ten dollars and up gets you access to that, plus the tapes that we release. And I am happy to say that we do have a tape and uh, a cassette release in the works. Um, I talked about it online a little bit. The most trying part of doing a tape label associated with the show is just finding stuff that we like enough to put out that hasn't already been snatched up by somebody else cooler. Uh, we managed to actually do that, so we got something cool in the works. Uh, hopefully, we'll be materializing sometime in the next you know month or two, however long it takes to get the art and files over and then get uh, everything to press. So appreciate everybody's patience on that front. Um, if you want to tell your friends about the show, it would be greatly appreciated. Beyond that, we will uh, see you on the next episode and appreciate everybody uh, for tuning in.